Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right, listen to this. The University of California, San Diego, they decided to do a study. We're going to put real-life doctor responses and transpose that against chat GPT responses. And let's see when we present them to a panel if they can tell the difference between real-life doctors and that AI chat GPT doctors. And so when they put it in front of this whole panel, hundreds of people, guess what they found out? Yeah. Uh, 79% of the time, the folks on the panel actually said the AI chat GPT answers were better than a real-life doctor's answers. They seem to be uh, more accurate and more empathetic. Wow, isn't that just crazy? Well, let's look at this on the bright side. At least we're not going to be AI's food at any time in the near future. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to this. It's America's largest show about all things digital, your most trusted source, I'm, of course, your lovely and talented host, Kim Commando, your beloved digital goddess here with you once again. And if you're a new listener, hey, I'm so glad that you're here. And if you're already a listener, welcome back. Now, you can find my award-winning show on over 420 top stations throughout the United States. And, of course, we're streaming in your favorite radio app, so you can listen anytime that you want. Just search for my last name, Commando. But if you want a commercial-free experience on both a podcast and a webcast, that's when you want to head over and sign up for the Commando community at commando.com. And a big hello and salute goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, reaching more than 375,000 U.S. service members serving in 175 different countries. And I just love this. 200 ships at sea get the Kim Commando Show. Isn't that just amazing? Hey, listen, I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And our T-Mobile unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. Now, if you're just too shy to come on a big-time radio show and podcast, I get that. You can always drop me your questions over at the site. I read every single one over at commando.com. All right. Every single day, I visit at least 30 different websites to make sure that I'm up to date on all things digital. And this way, I can make sure that you're also up to date on all things digital. And this is part of the show where I like to talk about tech news. And of course, everybody's talking about chat GPT. Wow. Well, I ran across something over the Daily Mail this past week. Now, the Daily Mail asked ChatGPT to generate a cliche about residents of each of the 50 states. Now, here's what it gathered. So if you said, tell me about a New Yorker, ChatGPT said, rude, a Texan, they carry guns. In Idaho, they're all gun-touting survivalists, right? Uh, ChatGPT says that people from Mississippi and Georgia are uneducated. People from South Carolina are rednecks. Tennessee, you're backwards. North Carolinans, unsophisticated. Californians, all just superficial. That's it. Uh, ChatGPT says everyone in Nevada is a gambler. In Colorado, we're sorry. ChatGPT says you're all drug users. Utah, you're Mormon. Alaskans are reclusive. Uh, People from Kansas are hicks. People from New Jersey, that would be me. Uh, We're all mobsters, okay? Uh, if you live in Massachusetts, ChatGPT says you're wealthy. Uh, if you're from Florida, crazy with a capital C. Uh, Alabamans are hillbillies. If you live in Wisconsin, you're a beer guzzler. Uh, all people in New Mexico are spiritual. Only Oregon, Nebraska, Ohio were giving positive descriptions. So 
The next time you have to ask ChatGPT a question, you have to wonder if it has already judged you based on your IP address. But let's not forget the state with the smallest soft drinks. You know what that state is? Minnesota. (laughs) I know, I crack myself up. All right, number two on our list, a new way to spot fake reviews. AI spam is just taking over the internet. I'm talking about Amazon, Google, Twitter, Facebook. They're all riddled with it. It's like just walking into a minefield of just all these fake reviews. So now if you're scrolling on Amazon, how do you see a fake review from a real review? Well, because AI is taking over the review business, you're going to want to look for five languages, or five words rather, five words in this fake review. It says, yes, as an AI language model. So if you ever see that in a review, and some people are just not cutting it out, that you'll know that, yes, it was definitely written by ChatGPT. So not every fake review is going to look so fake. So if you want to find out if a review is fake, you just go to fakespot.com and paste a link and bada boom, you just know it's all fake. Again, that address is fakespot.com. Uh, next on our list, coming in at number three, we're going to talk about ET Phone Home. That's right. You ever stop and think, are we really the only ones in this vast universe? Well, hold on to your tinfoil hats, folks, because scientists over at the University of Cali say that we could be getting a call from extraterrestrials really soon. Yeah, this is something. All right, here's the backstory. In 2002, NASA sent some radio waves out to the Pioneer 12 space probe. These waves go out and they bounce all around the universe, contacting objects left and right. If you ever saw the movie Contact, just think Jodie Foster. She receives a radio signal from another planet. Again, the same idea, but we're the planet sending that radio signal off to see if we get anything back. All right. So now these UC researchers think that maybe, just maybe, some aliens have caught wind of our signal and are planning to hit us back. Now, we're not going to know for sure until 2029 because that's the earliest that we could get a response. See, the researchers use the signals we send out to map out where they might have ended up in the universe. And guess what? This is actually something. The team used signals sent from Earth to map out where they may have spread out in the universe. Now, they've already reached the space probes Voyager 2, Pioneer 10, and Pioneer 11, and they have already encountered just one star. But there is a problem. I don't really think aliens will visit us. I mean, after all, we only have a one-star rating. Hmm. Uh, coming in at number four, love. Yes. You always worry about your lover, your significant other. Are they okay? Well, then you might want to check out a brand new wedding ring. It's called the HB Ring. It's from a Czech company called The Touch. For 500 bucks, you can have this ring that's connected to an app on your phone via Bluetooth. But here's the deal. The two wedding rings are actually linked together. And every time you tap on the ring, it pulses with the heartbeat of the other person wearing that linked ring. I think it's like, ba-bum, 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 ba-bum. Now, the heartbeats aren't fake. They are actually real-time readings. Unless, of course, your partner takes his or her ring off, and then it'll be just the heartbeat from the last time they were online or when, I don't know, they were getting ready to cheat on you. And last, coming in this at number five, your selfie means more than you think. All right, so every time you see a lot of people taking selfies, you're thinking like, ah, oh, what a narcissist. Well, here's the deal. It may not necessarily be the case. There's a new study from the University of Ohio and the University of Tübingen in Germany shows that selfies can be more than just a way to show off your darn good looks. The study found that selfies can help people capture the deeper meaning of moments 
and document physical experiences. That's right. We're talking about meaningful things, not being a narcissist. Now, in one experiment, participants rated the importance and meaningfulness of an experience. In another, those who took a photo featuring themselves were more likely to think bigger of the moment. I read that. I'm like, isn't that like a narcissist? Just kind of saying. So the next time somebody gives you trash talk about taking a selfie, you know, don't let them bring you down. I mean, this is really an important part of life. I mean, but really, selfies. What we should call them was what they really are. They're not selfies. They're alonies. So we should just say from now on, I'm going to take an alone. All right, coming up, we have some four quick cybersecurity steps that you need to take right now. We're going to tell you when you want to go viral, you should be posting at these times. And of course, we have all of your phone calls and you have me in command. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at 1-888-825-5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, you can always drop me your questions over at commando.com. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. And before we get rocking and rolling with all of our great callers today, I just want to say a special thank you because we rolled out the Commando 2.0 newsletters and you guys and gals are loving them like crazy. Almost 18,000 thumbs up and 600 thumbs down. Wow. What does that tell you? So if you stopped getting our newsletters, you've never gotten them, head over to uh, getkim.com and then you can sign up right now. It's 100% free. comes with my spam-free guarantee. By the way, you can unsubscribe at any time. That's good. Heading over to getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com and sign up right now. When I read the story, I just knew that I had to tell you guys and gals about it. It's an amazing story about AI and voiceover work. The woman's name is Remy Michelle Clark. And let me tell you, she has an amazing voice. She has this wonderful accent that you've heard in ads where for big names like Mazda, MasterCard, and even Microsoft's search site Bing in Ireland. Now, if you've ever watched the BBC, I guarantee you that you have heard her voice. But get this, there's an AI voice that sounds so much like her that when she heard it, she's like, whoa, what is this? It's on a website called Revoicer.com. Now, this is a site that lets you access hundreds of different voices, and you can use some AI tools to morph them into saying anything that you want, all for a monthly fee, of course. But what does this mean for the voiceover industry? And we're going to talk to Remy about what she thinks about that in a second. But first, I want you to hear just a few clips of her voice versus an AI voice. Hello, my dear ones. My name is Olivia. I have a soft and caring voice. I can record voiceovers for audiobooks, educational videos, and even make a soft sell. Hello, my dear ones. My name is Olivia. I have a soft and caring voice. I can record voiceovers for audiobooks, educational videos, and even make a soft sell. So, which one was real? Which one was the AI? Well, if you guess that the first voice was real, that you would be correct. The second voice was actually artificial intelligence. All right, Remy, thank you so much for joining us. So how did you find out that your voice was over on Revoicer.com? So a sound engineer that I worked with for many years contacted me and said, I just want to know how it was for you working for this AI site. I found you there and I had this idea and I was wondering if I should do something similar. And I just stopped him and I said, what are you talking about? Where are, where are you talking about? And he said, revoicer.com. So he sent me the link and I knew it was myself straight away. And I just felt 
so shocked, you know, to find myself there. And it started me on this long kind of detective journey to find out how it got there. Gosh, that would be crazy. I mean, I'm thinking like if I found my voice someplace else and they didn't pay for it, they didn't license it, I didn't agree to it. I mean, yeah. you know, certainly all we all have copyrights and trademarks and name, likeness, image. But this is just like stealing your very identity. And in your case, also your livelihood, right? Absolutely. It was very invasive to find it there. And I initially I didn't have an, any idea how they had found it there, you know, how they had come by my voice, because now the technology is so advanced that you can take, a, you know, a few minutes of audio. And there's so much audio of my voice online that it, it would have been, you know, there were countless places they could have got it from. So um, I did a lot of digging and, uh, you know, the story, it kind of, well, initially what happened was I was so sort of passionate about it that I wrote an article for Vocant.com who, who, you know, they interviewed me and it, they put a, an article on their blog and the article was called Whose sure. Voice Is It Anyway? Um, because it was like, you know, if my voice doesn't belong to me, you know, who does it belong to? Because there are no provisions in law for, uh, you know, that your voice is a copyrightable asset. So um, that that sparked a huge amount of conversation. And then, you know, people like Paul Schmidt reached out to me, The Washington Post, Bloomberg, and more people are reaching out every day, including voiceovers who are worried about where their voice is going to end up and where they might find themselves. Gosh, that is a crazy thought. I mean, we know that ChatGPT and AI is going to kill a whole bunch of industries, right? Especially writers, tech writers. But you don't think of it necessarily saying, oh, well, it's going to take my voice and use that in places and purposes that maybe I don't want my voice to be used. I mean, I'm thinking like on a porn tape, mm -hmm. right? right? I mean, I don't want my voice there. So what happens when you, I'm, I'm certain that you tried to contact this website yeah. and say, take it down. What happened then? So I sought legal advice initially, and then they said, well, the first thing you need to do is find out where they're based, because I'm in Europe, I'm in Ireland, you know, if they were based in America or somewhere else, the laws around this are all completely different. So I tried to find out where they were based, and there was nowhere on their website, so I contacted them directly, and they just said, I can't help you with that. We can't help you with that. We, they wouldn't tell me where they were. So that made me immediately think, okay, this is dodgy you know they're doing this on purpose sure. and that made me even more skeptical and um, continue to dig and it was only through many interviews and more and more people hearing my story that the lawyer Rob Skiglimpelia who defended Bev Standing against TikTok got in touch and said you need to look at your Microsoft contract and um, it was when we kind of looked into that, that we realized that that was kind of where other parties, third parties were able to access my voice. Okay. So what was in that contract? So that contract was something I signed back in 2020 when I, uh, I had auditioned for the job through Voices.com in 2019. And uh, there was no mention of any third party usage of my voice in that job posting. It was for a TTS job for an undisclosed company. Um, mainly for internal use and possibly end mm -hmm. products. So that was how it was framed. Well, Remy, there's so much more I'd like to talk to you about. 
But here's the deal. I know. I hate this. We need to take a quick break to pay some bills over here. But I'd like to know more about that contract that you signed and really how it has affected you. And really, whether you think that AI is going to be just destroying your career as a voiceover artist. I mean, if we have all AI, why do we need humans to do this, right? So stay right where you are. And still to come, we also have our security tip. And let me tell you, this is really important stuff. These are 60-second security checks, just four quick cybersecurity steps that everybody needs to take right now. So stay right where you are. Do not leave me. We have more of your phone calls and you have more of me, Kim Commando, coming right up. All right, if you're just joining us, we've been having a great chat with Remy Michelle Clark. She's one of the world's most used voiceover artists. I mean, gosh, she's heard on the BBC, uh, Mazda, MasterCard, Microsoft. And hey, Remy, thanks for holding on with us. Let's just pick up right where we left off. So I totally get what you're saying that, you know, you probably didn't read it because you were just so dang excited. Absolutely. You know, when it comes through and it's like, you've got this job at a time when, you know, so many industries were just putting everything on pause or shutting down completely, you know, and it's for Microsoft, you know, that's a huge name on your resume. So naturally, I I didn't turn it down. Um, But it was only after I spoke to Rob, who read the contract and kind of pointed it all out to me that he said, well, I've seen these contracts before. And uh, I called them career suicide. And he advised every voiceover who saw them not to go near them. Career suicide. That's awful. Mm hmm. And yeah, it's a pretty damning phrase. Now, what what does Microsoft say? I haven't contacted Microsoft directly about this issue. um, Simply because the contract is what the contract is. And so... I, you know, I, I did sign it, you know, so I signed that contract. I just didn't have any kind of framework to visualize how that would have panned out in a few years down the line. I'm not a tech savvy person. You know, I, I'm a performer and I'm an artist. I'm a writer and a voiceover artist. And my, uh, my brain is very wired linguistically and creatively <laughs> and not tech savvy <laughs> at all. You know, that's an area I have to work on clearly. Well, you know, we all have our own deficiencies. I mean, you know, let me let me tell you, you do not want to ask me to paint anything, Remy, not even a wall white. I just don't have no, absolutely no artistic talent, none at all. So revoiceover, let's go back to that. Uh, can you ask him to take yeah. it down or or you can't find it? You still can't find anybody behind it. So what happened was, you know, they told me, you know, there's no no address that we we're not going to help you with the address, so that was fine. Um, and then it was kind of all these interviews. A, a lot of like tech journalists were getting in touch because this is a really important topic at the moment, and they were interested in finding out more. And when uh, Franchu Verma at the Washington Post got in touch, they reached out to Revoicer and spoke to them about this, and they actually decided to take my voice down, or they said they were going to take Olivia down off the site. So they said, well, they had a contract in place with Microsoft that allowed them complete use of my voice. But uh, because of all of this that was being brought up and the media around it and, you know, my feelings around it, they they said that they would take it down. Whether that's happened or not yet, Uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) You know, they, they probably are tired of the bad PR. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, is there is there anything that they can do to go back to anybody who has used Olivia and say, you know, you don't have the right to use her anymore? Well, legally, no. So legally, I don't really have much of a a leg to stand on, especially not in America and especially not in uh, other parts of the world outside of Europe. Maybe in Europe, possibly with a lot of hard work, I might be able to find a way of uh, putting a block on the use of my voice by third parties in in that zone. But that's still something that Mm -hmm. I have to look into and explore. And I'm, you know, another thing I'm not is a lawyer. So, you know, I'm seeking advice around (laughs) that. Revoicer.com is only one aspect of the problem because I've also been found on multiple other sites, on multiple other products and on Instagram ads. So this is something that's much bigger than what I originally thought. And God knows how many other places I'm going to find my voice uh, in the next few months and years. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's sad, really. I mean, that we have all this technology that can be used for good purposes, but then malicious actors will always figure out a way to, to abuse it and make a dollar off of it. You know, AI is affecting so many different industries. I mean, across the board, it's, it is, we are truly, I, and I've said it before on the show that we are truly like in this fundamental shift. I mean, whether it was the invention of the printing press, it was the first iPhone, the first transistor or whatever it was, is that we are now mm. in the middle of this and we don't know where it's actually going to end up. But I will tell you one thing, and you made a really good point, is that we have uh, here at the studios, we have somebody who we call Kim 2.0. Okay, I'm Kim 1.0. <laughs> There's Kim 2.0. And that's the AI version of Kim that I had to train multiple hours to sound like me with my tone, my inflection, uh, somewhat of a New Jersey accent that I've lost over the years or New York accent. Uh, and when AI speaks, it's, it's pretty darn good. But it doesn't, Kim 2.0 does not have what you mentioned. It doesn't have that, the heart, the soul, the, the enthusiasm. It's like we're just talking like this between the two of us. And it may sound the same, mm-hmm. but there's no human behind it. You know, there's no none of that oomph. There's no human behind it. And I think, you know, that spiritual element and, you know, not to get too kind of up in the clouds about this, but... There's a spiritual element to human endeavor and human creation. And that goes for voiceover, that goes for, you know, hosting, that goes for painting, music. And yes, AI can very realistically recreate all of these things and all of these mediums. And perhaps in the future, it will get even better at doing that. But what it can't do is create something that's inspired. Because everything that it does create now is based on previous human effort and human endeavor and human human creation. So, you know, that 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 magic is not there. That magic, that inspiration, that light. That it factor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Thanks for coming on and telling your story. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Kim. All right, let's do our digital privacy and security tip of the week. And this week is brought to us by Total AV. These are four 60-second security checks that you really need to do right now. And I'm going to go through them fairly quickly, but I just want you to know that we have it all written out and all the steps over on the website. So just uh, sit back and take a listen. Uh, Number one is I think that everyone should be hiding their home on Google Maps and also Apple Maps. You You may not know that. 
And it's not hard to submit a request, but you just have to know exactly where to do it and how to do it. So that's where we come in. Over on Google Maps or the Street View Gallery, you just look up your address and you want to say, I want to have it blurred. Now, the image has to show your face, your home, license plate, any identifying information, your reporter problem, and then you click on the form and then you just click submit. Now, Apple Maps make it a little bit more of a pain in the neck. You actually have to email them. I know, it's crazy. I'm not going to give that email address out here. Just know that it's all written out on the site. Uh, Number two on our list is I want you to check for spyware. It seems like every single week on the show, I'm getting at least one or two phone calls about somebody who thinks they're being stalked, and maybe they are being stalked. So how do you actually check for spyware, this malicious software that's running quietly in the background, tracking almost everything that you do? Well, they do leave some digital clues. You just need to know how to do that, and we're going to tell you how to do that again on the website. You should also lock your computer whenever you leave it. You just don't walk away. We're going to walk you through that as well. And then finally, there may be a hidden vulnerability right now in your browser, and you don't even know it because so many folks are going out there and just downloading Chrome extensions willy-nilly. Well, how can you tell if an extension is really, truly safe? Well, Google Chrome will assign a featured badge to extensions that follow, they say, Google's technical best practices. Now, a sure sign that extension is bad news is that you don't even remember ever downloading it. So we're going to walk you through how to make sure all those extensions that you're using are safe. Now, again, to get all these steps that you need, as well as that Apple Maps email address, uh, just head over to commando.com. And when you're there, hit the link that says Kim Show. All right, coming up, we have more of your phone calls, as well as later on, if you want to go viral, what exactly are the best times of the day to do it? And what about the days of the week, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, or even LinkedIn? Well, that's still to come here on Kim Commando Today. Uh, Mike in Jacksonville. Hi, Kim. So nice to speak with you. I'm a big fan, and I, I have a project. Uh, part of it is sort of a generic uh, project, and part of it is very uh, important. So I have an old iMac. It's really old, 11 years old, um, also an iPad and an Android phone. I, I want to do backup, right? So I have used uh, external backups before, and I'm trying to decide if I should uh, get a solid-state drive to back up the computer or to use the cloud, or uh, yes, you can laugh at me, maybe uh, thinking that I should be wearing suspenders and a belt, do both, you know, the external hard drive (laughs) and the cloud solution. Um, But the reason why I'm concerned about it is I'm scanning a whole lot of family pictures. We came over here, uh, part of my family came over when the gold rush was on, and that side of the family didn't hunt for gold. They brought sheep over and traded some of the sheep with Indians to have safe passage. And from them, we were able to uh, start a new life in uh, in Oregon. And wow. uh, I mean, That's go awesome. way back when we're related. Yeah, it's, it's very good. We've got pictures from that. And then the rest of my family, rather poor Irish folks, came over during the famine, and we have pictures of those folks. I'm hoping to put together um, a scanned uh, thing that I can share with family members, and we're in connection with uh, some historic societies that are also interested, that have also um, had some things my mom gave to them from when we came over on the Oregon Trail. Um, you know, some dresses awesome. and some, That is so cool. This is great. How fun. Oh, yeah, it's really fun. 
So the main thing I really want to do is to be able to have something that our nieces and nephews and, you know, the generation to come will be able to have uh, accessible for them to see uh, their, you know, their ancestors and, you know, write some notes on it so they'll be able to put faces to names and hear some of the stories we still have. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, you have a big job ahead of you, right? You know that. Um yeah, the scanning is fine. I, I don't mind it, but I want to make sure it's safe. Okay. Well, then you know what? You just you need to just put it in the cloud. And if it's on a Mac, the easiest way is for just use iCloud. Just boot it in iCloud. And then what's nice about it is that whether you're working on your Mac, on your iPad, or whatever it may be, is that you have uh, complete access to all these photos on every device. Um, as far as future generations being able to see this, there, my, here's my initial thought is that I just I wouldn't want you just to have this in an iCloud account is that I, I yep. think I think what would be really kind of fun is to create a video. And oh, that's a fine idea. Yeah. Yes. And, and little videos and where you're narrating it or somebody else is narrating and they're telling the story about this picture and and what's behind it. Uh, with, I mean, I hear like, I hear like music, uh, like Oregon, you know, gold rush type music and, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And then yeah, a little you, bit of, of uh, Ken Burns. kind Yes, of thing. exactly. Yes. The Ken Burns. And so you have a, a dedicated YouTube channel and you put up these videos and, you know, each one, make them like a minute or two or three minutes long and you could do bigger ones, longer ones if you wanted to. But I think being able to tell the story in a video audio format instead of just having pictures that they can write notes on, I, 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 just, I just think it's, it could be so much better than that. But with iCloud, you know, I wouldn't have to worry. You wouldn't have to worry about, you know, doing Time Machine or putting something on an external hard drive, uh, unless you really, truly want to, but I, I wouldn't. Uh, you're looking at 50 gigs is a dollar a month. 200 gigs is $3 a month. And you know that, for example, it's a private relay. It has, uh, you can share it with up to five other family members. And so, you know, over the years, you know, Apple's kind of done a good job with this whole iCloud account. You might need to buy a new Mac, though, 11 years. I know, it still works, but it's just getting a little long in the tooth. That's the thing about Macs. I mean, I have a MacBook that I think is 10 years old, too. And it's like, do I get rid of it? No, it still works. So just take a look at the uh, take a look at iCloud again. There's 50, 200, and two. Actually, they have two terabyte uh, platforms too, and that's ten dollars a month. So I think that would be the best case. If you need any help as you're getting this project going along, just uh, give me a call back. And thank you for your call today, Mike. What a great story. You know, here's a statistic that I just want to pass along. in In the United States, one out of every twelve women and one out of forty five men have been stalked cyberstalked at some point in their lives. So this is real stuff. This is this is something that if you think it's happening to you, maybe you're just not being paranoid. Maybe you really do have an issue. And if you do have an issue with cyberstalking, you know, I'm always here for you. You can give us a call on the show or you can just drop me a note over on the website at commando.com. So you caught a funny video of your dog on a Roomba. Yeah, I did that. Okay. And you're hoping that this one is going to go viral. If only everyone can see it. All right. So here are the best times to post on social. But here's secret, first of all, people look for a good laugh midweek. It makes sense. Maybe Tuesdays, Wednesdays, we need some sort of pick-me-up. So if you have something truly funny, you want to post that on a Wednesday. But there are also special times to post and get the most engagement. Now, for each platform, it's unique. 
And the times that I'm going to give you are your local time because probably most of your followers are your local time. So on Facebook, what you're going to want to do is post on weekdays between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. because that's when the week kind of slows down. And again, people are looking for that pick-me-up. Okay. Now, let's say you're on Twitter. You know, Twitter folks seem to hang out in early morning or late afternoon. So you're going to want to post between 5 and 6 p.m. Instagram, Monday through Friday between 2 and 5. Well, that's when the kids get out of school. And on LinkedIn, Tuesdays to Thursdays early in the day or mid-afternoon. Hey, when you want to get more tech smarts, don't forget, you can always find me 24-7 over at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Yeah.